Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Hello again. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. This is Crew Call, where we go into the garage and talk to the men and the women behind the wrenches. Steve Post, pit reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined as I am each and every week by 25-time winner and Cup Series championship winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. Good. We've talked so much about different, different, different. What is this car going to do at Dover? What is this car going to do at Martinsville? We went to Darlington, and yes, there was shifting, but it seems like to me it was still Darlington is going to be Darlington, whether it's wheelbarrows, car of tomorrow, next gen, or whatever we're calling this thing. It seems like that racetrack races everything about the same. Definitely an old school racetrack that takes the same uh, focuses yeah. as it always has, and uh, uh, one that Kind of put on a Darlington race right up at the wall. Had guys splitting three and four, some on the bottom, some on the top. You're definitely better off to be on the top. But uh, uh, the patch off of turn two seemed to play a little bigger than I thought it would, uh, you know, getting off of that patch. We saw Ross Chastain spin out over there. Uh, saw a couple guys get pretty loose over there with, with runs. So, um, But uh, it, it was good old Darlington and, and a great race. Great race, that's for sure. I want you, and, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm going to put you in a spot where I want you to put on your crew chief team leader hat. We have the dust up at the end with Joey and with William. Yeah. You're a crew guy yep. working for Joey Logano's team. Okay. Is that, is, I mean, again, and, and this yeah. is, I mean, I know it's Penske and you were with Penske. It's, it's a, you know, but this is a team sport. Yes. Do you want that driver? It's going yeah, to go win the I race. Do. Of course I do. See, this is this is. Of course is, I do. Exactly. I know. It's like we get in this whole debate and everything like that, and I'm like, if if my bonus check is riding on that guy, I want that guy. Is uh, it, I'm biased. I, I, I'm and biased, I know you but, are, but I like it in both ways. But uh, um, you know, and, and especially when you and that's the piece that I think everybody didn't quite see is that and not intentionally, right? William squeezed and, and getting the lead. William didn't have enough turning the car off a of turn two to leave a lane outside. Right. And, and and his options were lift and let Joey go or keep digging and squeeze on him. And right. he squeezed Joey to the point that there was wall contact. Yeah. And that happened 37 laps earlier than what happened, or 35 laps before what right. happened at the end. Well, your driver, I mean, if what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. If you're going to use me up a little bit, I'm going to use you up a little bit. And for him to come back afterwards and have a run – and, and here's the other piece to it, and, and I looked at it, is that if Joey tries to make a, a tiptoe pass past him, past right. William, into three and four, we just talked about the run off the bottom the is not as bottom. big. Right, yeah. The eight car was only two or three tenths of a t second back and coming as well. And I think yeah. if Joey spends time on William, the eight car probably passes both of them. 
Really? Yeah, I didn't think about the eight car, but I but I thought about a loss of momentum. You have a lap and a third at that point. When the contact is made, there's only a lap left, a lap and a third. You lose exactly. a little momentum, and that's probably the game set match. And, and you're gonna you're gonna give that third place car an opportunity to take take up both of you while you're racing you're racing each other yeah. up because you're breaking momentum. So I don't think that I mean, I don't want that driver not taking that opportunity, right? And coming back and saying sorry, guys. There, okay, this is this is why I was anxious to talk to you. We've had everyone from pundits to fans to, to – I, I watched Kyle Petty, Jeff Burton, and Parker Kligerman debate this, and they couldn't figure out they, – they, they, you know, they didn't like this. They did like this. They understood this. They everything. I get the driver's perspective everything, but that's why I wanted to talk to you. The team perspective, the, the yeah, your crew guys – they, they you, you want that guy. You also have to look at it. Joey was ninth in points with 10 winners and yeah. not guaranteed in the playoffs. Right. And his playoff future is guaranteed with a decision. With a decision like that. That, that, that you've already had somebody give you some physicality. Right. Won't say it was intentional on Williams' no. part. I'm not going to say that. But you've the contact's been made. So that sets the precedent. And, and – Honestly, as I watch it, again, I'll say I, I understand my my history has said I'll have some bias here. But, right, sure. Um, I don't think Joey intended to hit William that hard. I think William's car was going away. Obviously, Joey would run him down run from a down. second back in two laps. Yeah, like, that was crazy. The run that Joey – William's car was going away. I don't know if he had a tire going down or or what, but he looked loose. It looked unstable to me, and, and uh, I don't think Joey anticipated William checking up where he did. I think Joey was planning on running far enough in to get to him. Get to him. But then William checked it up, and that <laughs> made the like, contact bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, Joey had no bones about it. He said, no, that's the thing. Could, I mean, he got out, and he and he said exactly what we saw. Right. Was, I got pinched in a wall. You don't think that, uh, when I got back, I wasn't going to give it back to you. Yeah. And, and he, and he well, did. Well, here's the deal. And, and you do have a history with Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey gets out of the car. He's this tall, lanky, big smile, goofy kid. He's in that car. He's an assassin. I oh, mean, he's he is. The chin he, strap on a helmet changes him. Yes, it does. I mean, it changes him. Maybe more. We we had we have a, had a lot of drivers in the sport that'll rough someone up. I, I I love the line. He'll wreck he'll wreck his we we boast in the line. He'll wreck his mother to win a race. Well, Joey wrecks someone on Mother's Day, and everyone gets all twisted up about it. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, yeah, he's Joey. If I, you I, didn't see, if you set us, I'm not even worried about turn number two. When you add turn number two into it, the the previous incident between the two, I'm fine with it. Yeah. The bottom line is, is Joey has a long and storied history of going for the win. Yes. If you didn't think Joey Logano was going to go, he is not one of those guys that, golly gee shucks, guys, I didn't give it all and I finished second. So let's go back to Coda. Ex- did there's we, another did we have all of these conversations yes, about exactly. Ross Chastain spinning out A.J. Allmendinger? Right. No, because we said that he had gotten a little from A.J. and he gave him back, and it, and it wasn't quite, maybe it wasn't as 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 intentional as what showed because A.J., right. if the 48's not there, just gets moved out but doesn't right. get spun out. Yeah. If if William doesn't back the corner up as hard, sure, Joey probably only gets to him and moves him up out of the where he's got to check enough up. To, enough. So to I, that's just yeah. I, you know what? I love it because we. I went. I went through the two thousands where we said that racing was too vanilla, and everybody yeah. got out and said the corporate word and said right, the, yeah. made the corporate move, and nobody, yeah. everybody was yeah. too sterile. Right. And now we've got 
Oh, now we, we got, get to talk about everyone. Things. Everyone, has, I just I, I I appreciate because I, uh, I I like the the team member perspective. Um, I I had a team member. And I won't share who the drivers were. I had a, a a driver that was pretty laid back and pretty comfortable with 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 racing. And there was a change on the team. And one of those guys that's going for the win. And I had a crew member. Him and I are having a few beers afterward. And he said, "I like that guy in charge of my bonus program." Yeah. I like that guy that's going for the wins in charge of my bonus program. And yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I Joey is about yeah. focused on winning. That's yeah. I mean, we're racing, right? right? Racing's about winning. Yeah. I, there was a guy that drove a black number three car that didn't care who was in front of him either. <laughs> no. Exactly. And I'm not going to compare those two. No, no, two, that's two not totally a, different errors. Two, right. Two exactly. totally different people. But yeah, we 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 did like racing that way. Right. And I I still now just to wreck somebody. No. Right, and I don't think the intention there was to wreck. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right on that. Um, he, he seems like he, you know. I thought that. William checked the corner up farther than Joey thought he would, and that maybe, caused it. Maybe, caused he knew, the maybe he knew something was coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that that I think is part of why it looked as as aggressive as it did. But, yeah. Um, hey, it's Darlington. We get it's, to talk about it. Man, I tell you what. And beyond that, the racing was so good, and that's what we talked about. It was good old fashioned Darlington. Good old fashioned. Hang on. Good old fashioned. I, I love my, my favorite thing about Darlington. You talk to every driver. I love coming here. I love coming here. I love coming here. Well, listen to your radio ten laps in. Yeah, you you're not yes. saying nice things about this racetrack or your race car now. But yeah. that's beauty of Darlington. That's for sure. Team that came out of Darlington with a great finish was College Racing. Justin Haley and we are going to talk with Trent Owens, the crew chief for that team. So we're going to do that here in just a moment. I want to remind everyone to subscribe to Flow Racing. It's the new home of NASCAR roots. Not only weekly racing action, but Arkham Menards, Pinty Series, NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds, and all kinds of great racing action beyond NASCAR as well. This weekend, the NASCAR Pinty Series is at Sunset Speedway. Listen to this list of weekly racing. Lacrosse Fairgrounds, Berlin Raceway, Riverhead, Jennerstown, South Boston, Langley, Bowman Gray, Meridian, Evergreen, All-American Speedway, and yes, even Alaska Raceway Park. They start at like 10 o'clock Eastern time. Studded snow tires? Saturday night. I don't know. Well, tune in to find out. Subscribe to Flow Racing to find out. I I literally, uh, Saturday night, I went to Florence Motor Speedway, and then I got back, and I actually watched some flow from Meridian. Watched a, a four-cylinder race, and it's so neat what Flow Racing has. So great, great stuff. The new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. Stay with us. Trent Owens, he joins us next. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. Let's go to the guest line. Joining us via Zoom call from, uh, well, he joins us from College Racing up in Welcome, North Carolina. Trent Owens joins us. Hello, Trent. Welcome into Crew Call. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. Trent, I, I see in your bio you were born in Darlington, South Carolina. Is that correct? I was actually born in Greensboro, North Carolina, but I moved to Darlington when I was five. So okay. graduated uh, graduated high school from Darlington, so I basically, I'm basically from there. Man, oh, man, that's got to be really sweet for you to come out of Darlington with a third-place finish then with so many roots back there. Yeah, no, it's uh, anytime you go to your home track, no matter where it's at, you want to run good because you have friends and family that all come to watch. So uh, to come away with a third-place finish was awesome, and uh, hopefully we can uh, better that next time around. Talk about the strategy calls that, that are, I mean, Darlington's a great war out racetrack, lots of lap time fall off and strategies and, and how you take tires and when you pit uh, can influence a lot of things. You had a great race car, uh, but you, but I feel like you made a call to get yourself into a position to take advantage of that last run. And, and then Justin did a great job with a great race car. Yeah. You know, it's uh, when you get to place like Darlington and the lap times fall off, you kind of have several races within the race. Um, you know, you have the top five that are sometimes are on one strategy and then the, the middle group is, uh, can be on another one. So, um, you know, just the way it played out, it looked like, uh, guys were going to run on one stop for the stage. And, um, you know, based on where we were running, um, and the cars we were running around based on fall off, I felt like it was going to be a net gain for us to stop twice. Uh, if the race had went green, I feel like, uh, we would have netted maybe five or six spots better. Uh, than where we're currently running. So uh, that kind of drives that decision. Um, we were fortunate to be a benefit of a caution that came out shortly after uh, the guys on the one-stop strategy had pitted. So kind of locked us into a 12th place uh, lead lap, which was great uh, to go for that final uh, restart and stuff. So um, obviously a product of the, the the crash got us a little better track position, but you know, for 32 laps, Justin did a great job of holding off uh, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, and um, did what he's supposed to do. So from that standpoint, you know, obviously it was good to see the car up there and stay up there uh, and come away with a third-place finish. The discipline to stay with an off strategy, how, do you second-guess yourself? How, how long do you second-guess yourself? How, do, how does that work in the mind of a crew chief, Trent? Well, it's tough because, like, you know, you can't second-guess because the time you second-guess yourself, you've waited too late to do the strategy. So uh, you kind of got to pull the trigger <laughs> yeah. and, and hope a caution don't come out until the others hit their pit cycle. You know, that's, that's a problem. Todd knows this. You, you run along for a little while in a bad position, uh, just like in the middle stage or in second stage, uh, we were going to do the same thing and caution come out, put us a lap down in 30th. Uh, fortunately to get the lucky dog and get caught back up, but uh, it can, it can go against you as much as it can help you. But, I mean, I think when you when you go to do a strategy like that against what you know majority of the competition is not going to do, uh, you just have to commit and roll with it. And, you know, some days you're going to be a hero and some days you're going to be a zero. So uh, that's that's why we, we like this position, I guess. We don't mind making the call sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 cool. And, and to what he talks about, and he referenced back, but there's, there's what, a 15-lap window between it. You were going to pit somewhere around 30-ish, and they were going to come at 45. So – you've got a window of time that you're in a bad spot, but then you're, you'll be in a better spot for the next 15, right? So it, it becomes a, yeah, a risk. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, 
those 15 laps of fresh tires, we were able to literally make up a, almost a lap on the, the car that was actually leading. So neat, neat yeah. stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, um, as I look at your, uh, as I look at your position coming out of Darlington and, and, and the, the runs that you've been on, um, you're putting together, you're putting together the, the runs that you need to and, and building a, a really a new team for you guys, uh, working together, um, 44 points out. That's, that's attainable in, in my view, especially where you guys are. What's, what's your, what's your strategy in the next, uh, 14 races to, to get yourself in a, in the right position points wise to, to, to contend in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, when we started out the season, you know, it was, we're obviously building this thing from the ground up. Um, you know, have a great alliance with RCR, uh, but still yet we're, we're in our own building. We got our own people and, and trying to build from the ground up. So, you know, we just wanted to be relevant. We wanted to try to be in somewhere between that 15th, 25th position. Um, here of late, we've been able to achieve that, um, starting to creep up, get a little bit even better than that. So I think that we don't need to lose focus of our, our ultimate plan of, of just being relevant, finishing races, trying to finish best we can. Um, you know, so I think if we just stay focused on that, the points will come. You know, I feel like if we try to get too greedy on a playoff situation right now, we can maybe get ourselves in trouble. So I don't want to I don't want to really steer the guys or the team away from just focusing on our initial goals um, as we get closer. Um, if we're inside that exactly what you're saying, inside that one race full of points type position. Uh, we can start thinking about it, but uh, just really proud of the team for being in the position we're in right now. And hopefully we can continue this, uh, this streak of, of top 15s. Exactly. Last four races, 14th, 12th, 11th, and third top 15 finishes. Trent, how important is that momentum, keeping that momentum going and, 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 and rolling along with it that you guys have going into Kansas this week? I think it's very important um you know this sport is the competition's so tight in our garage especially um you know confidence momentum all that stuff it means a ton when you just talk about going to the next week and performing you know we went to dover and darlington which justin was outspoken and said i i do not like these places and wow. uh, we come come away from there with our two best finishes so um you know, it, it's all about confidence and, and exactly what you're saying. If we can continue that momentum into Kansas and just look at getting a top 15, um, maybe it'll be better than that. But if we can just focus on that, maybe we can keep this thing alive. Yeah. When we, you know, Steve and I had talked earlier in the year, we, we had you kind of penciled in to try to get you on uh, about race two or race three in our schedule. Um, and, and then Daytona, you had a, had a wheel infraction um, and that, that had to be tough for, for building momentum within the race team, having to take those four weeks to, to be at the shop. How did that impact you, you and your team as, as you kind of trying to build, it's a new team for you. And, and I know you've got some history with Justin, but uh, personally, but uh, it's a new relationship for everybody to get together. And, and how did that impact you with the, with the four race? You know? Yeah. Interesting. You, you ask about that. Yeah, I was, uh, I guess I had the tire fall off almost <laughs> initially first. Um, but you know, we, we appealed that penalty, um, and that really the appeal was for us was to do exactly what you're talking about. It allowed me to go to the West coast. Uh, we stayed out West for all those three races. Um, I got to spend time with my team, build that relationship. That's really one of the driving factors of our appeal was just so I could go out there and, and continue to build. So when we returned home, um, I was able to work from, uh, you know, the war room at RCR, uh, and be a part of the race. I was able to go to a couple of the events, 
uh, worked, uh, you know, outside the track, so to speak. So, um, you know, we tried, we tried to keep that stuff tight because, you know, team chemistry is so important and you have to build that. And luckily we were allowed to build that, but, um, you know, served our penalty once we returned home and, and, uh, and now looks like our, our teammates having to do his, so. And in and, and in that with the wheel infraction we saw it. I mean, eleven cars got a similar situation with 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 what AJ and and uh, and a sixteen car had. Can can you elaborate any more for for people that don't understand this? What what are we fighting and and kind of what are the mechanics of of what's happening here with with tire with the wheel issues? Yeah, you know it's a it's a it's a tough subject to speak on. Um, you know, basically we have one lug nut now holding the the wheel on itself, so. Um, the drive pins on the back side, there's, there's basically, uh, uh, drive pins on the back and the tolerances are pretty tight. Uh, so if the tire doesn't go on perfectly straight and seat all the way up against the, um, the hat face, you know, that, that nut could possibly tighten on a wheel that's not all the way seated yet. And then once it gets on the racetrack, it, it seats and the nut comes loose. Um, we feel like in, in some of the situations, especially in, in, the 16 and 31 that that seemed to be the case um you know it's hard to tell um the way our cars when we do our pit stops jacking the sides up at angles and stuff like that you know there's inconsistencies of how the the tire is put on and it becomes really hard i think in time um just speaking on that you, you know we're gonna have to maybe look at a, a jack system that raises the car straight up versus one side individually maybe we'll help put the tires on a little straighter uh, now the other situations, you can argue that um, if if the crew had gone slower, which that's not in our DNA, no. <laughs> uh, things may not have happened. So um, th- there's, there's a lot of angles to look at. There's definitely um, a situation there that, that we all have to collectively try to get our hands around and fix because obviously the safety of tires coming off or the fans is not a not a good topic. So. Um, you know, I still feel like the at least right now, till we work this out, the penalty is a little severe for what's happening on the crew chief. Uh, but anyways, we'll we'll try to work through it and hopefully get these things eliminated. Yeah, I mean, it is fascinating to see how they're they're doing it, and it's almost like there's 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 two problems with it. There's the mechanical problem, Trent, that you shared with us the 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 pin getting it seated on. Then there's the speed problem. I, I think when we look at the 11 car, the tire changer's trying to slow things down. And we saw the 45 car, the tire changer jumped on the windshield of the car. So, I mean, yeah. it's, um, yeah. it is crazy, that's for sure. Uh, fascinating to watch this all play out. I, I want to shift gears a little bit with you. Um, you come from a, a great team, JTG Darty Racing. You know, we we travel with we traveled with you guys on the on the plane, yes. so we know Tad and Jody and everybody there, Brad, everyone there, and and you go to Collig Racing where you have Matt Collig, Chris Rice, um, positive positive energy always, uh, in the shop doing videos, trophy hunting. What's the what is the mind? What, what's what's the mindset there? Is it a little different vibe? What's the what's the vibe like up there at Collig Racing? Yeah, I mean it's. You know, I love my time at JTG. Uh, you know, Tad and Jody was great to me. Ernie was great to me. Brad, you know, all those guys at JTG. I, I can't speak highly enough of that whole organization. It's good to see them have some good runs here of late. So, yeah. um, far as here at Colleague, definitely a different atmosphere than JTG. Uh, I, Chris Rice, obviously a big personality, uh, does a lot of social media, but uh, fun to be around and, and really gives us, uh, Matt and I, a good situation with, uh, not as much pressure as some other teams. 
Um, Matt colleague uh, comes around. He's an active owner, and I really think he's trying to be a, a big owner in this sport, and I think that's great to see. We have new owners coming in like him, uh, trying to make a big splash. And, you know, I think first and foremost here at Colleg Racing, you want, we want to do well on the racetrack, but we also want to have fun doing it. And um, they really do a good job here, uh, you know, providing that environment. Yeah, really, really cool. Uh, yeah, neat stuff, that's for sure. Along with that, um, the relationship, the alliance with uh, Richard Childress Racing. You're on campus there, uh, but you're in a different building. How how tight is that alliance with you guys and the RCR guys? Yeah, it's a pretty strong technical alliance uh, when you talk about the engineering side and uh, just communication uh, back and forth. Um you know, and that, and that's our only alliance is with them. So, um, you know, as far as assembling the race cars, we do that all in our shop. Um, we remodeled one of the, uh, the buildings here up here. I, I call it the RCR campus, but Matt purchased one of the buildings up here and totally remodeled it, brand new shop. Uh, we do all the assembly and the prep work and setup work all in house. So, um, you know, outside of some of the technical alliance, uh, you know, we, we are doing some things of our own. So, um, I know those those alliances can be portrayed a number of different ways, but I'm really, really happy with the alliance with RCR, and, and obviously without their help, we wouldn't be where we're at. Yeah, and I and, and honestly don't want to take away. You guys have built a great a great situation, and I see the work that you guys all put into it. Within the race weekend, does that technical alliance share information setup-wise and change-wise, or does that only stay within colleague once you get to the racetrack? Now, once we get to the weekend, we can share basics like air pressures and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, there, there's some things that are off limit due to their key partnership with GM. And, you know, we're, we're on a little bit lesser manufacturer partnership. So uh, we have to be conscious of that and what we share. But uh, we definitely can share the basics of race adjustments and stuff like that. And that helps us both. Yeah. Neat stuff. That's for sure. What is a week in the life of crew chief? What, what, what types of, you know, I mean, big picture stuff, what's your, what's your Monday? What's your, what, what, what does a week look like now that we're kind of into the rhythm of this? We may or may not have parts for some of these cars. What's, what's the week look like, Trent? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure every, everybody organizes themselves in different ways. You know, obviously Monday, it's, it's a seven day a week in some form for us. Um, you know, Monday is some form of getting your post notes, getting your post uh, ideas, whether you need to apply it to next week's car or not, uh, getting that stuff jotted down. Tuesday's all about, um, you know, making sure not this week's race, but the next week after that's race that the guys in the shop have what they need in order not to get behind. Um, and then it's looking into this week's, uh, you know, tire data notes and stuff like that. Just really, really getting yourself fresh with the race vehicle, running a lot of simulation, uh, I personally, I, I'm a terrible note taker, so <laughs> I personally run a lot of simulation just to uh, get that that visual and knowledge in my brain before the weekend and and really know my race car. So that that's kind of my practice. So on Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm I'm doing my pre-event report for the driver and for the the crew, and you know we've already baselined and and got our final setup for the most part by Wednesday evening, and hopefully load that hauler on Thursday morning and get it on its way. And you, you talk about simulation. That's 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 not including the driver. That's on a computer. And I yeah, we've we've all as crew chiefs get to the point that we we wear that out to just to see tendencies, right? Um, right. How much how much simulator time do you do, and and how much of that pushes the program forward in in a weekly basis or in a 
kind of theoretical kind of seeing different directions basis? Yeah, as far as simulator, uh, where the driver crew goes and, and actually makes lap with the driver driving, um, we're limited a little bit. You know, I'm not going to use it in any kind of pity, but <laughs> we uh, we go like once every three weeks and we try to squeeze um, at least a few tracks we're racing around that uh, into that session. So um, without that, it would be very hard, especially with the limited practice. Um, I, I envy the guys that get to go weekly. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it is very helpful. And um, those tools, I, I don't know if, the, if those tools were coming along that, that quick or the pandemic forced it to get that much better. But those tools are unbelievable right now. Neat stuff. Yeah. That is for sure. Gosh, it's fascinating. It really is. All of the layers. Uh, Trent, before we let you go, I, I want to get a little off track with you. I always like to, to spend a little time and, and get behind the scenes, the, the, the family. Uh, your wife, Amy, you have two children. Um, what's, uh, and I, I guess you've got a daughter in college and then your son Gray, uh, is, uh, is, is on the spectrum with autism. What's, what's home? How do you juggle all of this with your, your seven day a week job? How do you juggle it all? That is, that's literally the toughest part of this position, honestly, is balancing, uh, home life and work life. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, proud of my family, uh, you know, they've been, I've, been around race cars forever my family's been involved with racing since i've been born um involved in cup racing so um it it seemed natural to continue on in the sport and um you know my wife knew what she was getting into <laughs> from a from an early age so um but now proud of my daughter for her second year in college in wilmington and then obviously my son gray who's on the spectrum that that's that's the difficult part because he needs he needs our care 24 7 so uh, my wife has a lot on her shoulders for sure, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know other than just saying it's hard, right? Like there's good days and bad days, but, um, you know, it's all worth it when I do get to spend some time at home. Neat yeah. stuff. Definitely. Uh, definitely takes a rock solid partner in a relationship <laughs> to be a crew chief's wife. And then that maybe some, and then maybe someday you can do like this guy and retire and be a part-time radio guy. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm good for that. <laughs> yeah. Neat stuff. I, I have one, I have one final question. I do a weekly uh, radio in, in the radio business. We do radio hits. We talk to local stations, local people. And every week on Wednesday afternoon, I talk to a guy named Scott trailer out in <laughs> Kansas city. Um, 2003 might have been your first crew chief gig with some kid named Clint Boyer. You guys go to Nashville and Boyer gets discovered. Did you ever think when you were when you were when you were dealing with my knucklehead buddy Scott Trailer that you that it, did it lead you to this? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that was my introduction. Uh, now it was the, it was the interesting uh, phone call how we got hooked up and it's been a a good relationship. I love Scott to death. Uh, I talk to him every time I come to Kansas and. Man, we got to do the race with him first, actually, at Kansas, and he drove the car. Um, did a great job, but he, he was, uh, he'd love to stand on that gas pedal. Um, but anyway, yeah, doing that race with Clint at Nashville, um, it was kind of good for us both. You know, we went and tested, and, you know, I didn't know Clint from anyone, and, you know, we were testing, and he just kept running the same lap time, lap after lap after lap, and you're kind of there with just a couple of cars. So you don't know where that stands, but I, I told his Scott and his dad, I was like, it's usually a really good sign when you can run the same lap time like that back to back to back. And no, no doubt when we got there, um, he was class of the field. Cause, uh, you know, I, you know, we had a slower pit crew than others. We had a handful of guys just doing it. And, 
um, we led most of that race. So that was a good day for both of us, I think. Neat stuff. I love it. Scott's a dear friend of mine as well. And uh, I talk to him every week and look forward to catching up with him this weekend out at Kansas City as well. So, Trent, uh, love what you're doing up there. Love when we get a chance to chat in the garage area. And appreciate you joining us here via Zoom call. Thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. We'll see you out in Kansas. Thank you guys for having me. Have there we go. There he is. Trent Owens, the crew chief, Collard Racing for Justin Haley. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. FlowRacing.com is where you can subscribe. Uh, We are getting ready for Kansas. So, Todd, when we look at Kansas... What's on the uh, – Trent told us that he's got the, the the race preview report just about done, just about buttoned up. What are on the crew chief's mind when we go to Kansas? Yeah, the place is interesting because it's progressively banked. Yep. Uh, 17 to 20 degrees. Uh, I think you're going to see that cars by the end of the run are going to end up up pasted on the wall. On the wall. Uh, I've, I've heard that out of – you know, I heard that out of in Monday night. Ryan Ryan Blaney talked about it. Ty Dillon was on, talked about it. I think the guy that goes there and figures out how to make speed not running the wall, really, is going to be the guy. Yeah, I, I I think back of the the days that you know we we won 15, fourteen and fifteen with Joey there. Yeah, and uh, actually at that point, a little story, but Kyle Larson would run the wall with us. Oh, right up. And there. Joey said, "I'm going to be racing him the rest of my career." He was right. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a piece, but once somebody gets up there, that shuts your lane off. Yeah. So you got to have maneuverability in the car and figure out how to race off of it. At California, I was so impressed with the 43 car, Eric Jones, because he didn't have to run the wall while Reddick was running it to run up front. And that's, I think, I think back in those days, Harvick didn't always run the wall and he was somebody we raced against pretty hard. So watching this weekend to see who can make speed without being stuck on the wall. That's the car that's going to be the the most easy to to make a pass on somebody. Do and I know time flies and and so much changes, but do we look at um, at California? I mean, I know there's so much different, but is 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 that maybe the most similar that we've had? And 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 again, the problem with that one it was the second race of the season. We've learned so much in the ten right. races since. Right. But is that the, is that probably the most similar, or is it 
Darlington. I mean, is it? I mean, Vegas. See, yeah, exactly. There's the thing. You can go down a list. Yeah, you do, and and it's going to race. It's its own creature. It's its own creature. You know, yeah. really, the two racetracks I would say that you know, and they were both both built the same time around this is Homestead, Miami, and Kansas are both that 17 to 20 degree that. progressive banking. Um, Kansas is starting to age. Yep. It's not aged like a Darlington or a California or a Homestead, but it's starting to have a little bit of age to it, where it's got some character to it, but. Um, how they lay, lay rubber down there. I, I heard that the Goodyear brought a tire that's going to lay some rubber down, and that'll move the grooves around. It'll be a, it'll be interesting to see what happens up there at the wall. Going to be fun, that is for sure. Going to be fun uh, to have you joining us. You're going to be part of the MRN crew, so we're looking forward to getting you out there and putting you putting you back to work on a weekend here. Yeah, I love these places that, that we get to make strategy calls and different grooves and, and wide, and uh, glad to have this one on the on the on the list of places I get to go this year. It's going to be awesome. That is for sure. He is Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network. We are glad you joined us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. And again, we appreciate Trent Owens joining us here as well. Thanks for joining us, everyone, here on Crew Call. Mm-hmm.